What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another installment of Straight to Voicemail with Sammy C. Because it doesn't matter if maybe it's your fiance, maybe the commander-in-chief, perhaps even Serena Williams on the eve of Wimbledon inviting you to sit in her player box at the championships. Send that shit straight to voicemail. We'll talk to her later. We got an episode of Straight to Voicemail to listen to. Welcome. How are we doing? Happy Monday. Happy um, almost 4th of July. We're so excited. We're jacked up for another happy, healthy 4th now that COVID is on her way back to where she came from. Um, We're going to keep it a little shorter this week after last week's marathon of an episode. 90 minutes. Boy, I think Jacob was itching to make that episode longer than perhaps the whole Iron Man itself. Uh, because that was an epic, epic episode. Heard a lot of great feedback. People were loving to hear his experience. Some people that are fans of the show said it might have even been their favorite. Others said it was a little too long for them, which is perfectly acceptable. That's why we have diversity um, all around Straight to Voicemail with Sammy C. Short, long, people, solo, Riley Rue, if he ever comes back, we do it all. Um, So if you haven't listened to that episode, you should really catch that one. Um, thank you always to our sponsors that support us financially. You keep us going, you keep us happy and healthy. Um, follow us on Instagram straight to voicemail pod. As always tell your friends about us, spread the word. Um, we love a little word of mouth advertising from our loyal fans. Um, little update on next week. I don't know. Holiday weekend. I might want to take some time off, be with the family at the beach, or I might bring down the podcast equipment and film an epic episode at the beach. Um, so you never know what might hit us. Um, but I'm just forewarning you that could be another week off just for the holiday, not because I don't love you. So we'll see how that goes. I had a fantastic weekend. Um, basically did nothing Friday. Um, just because I was all prepping to rave my little heart out Saturday evening. Um, first concert. Yeah, I guess you could call it a concert. First concert back. Um, after the pandemic, um, the, the last concert I went to was Celine Dion. That was a little treat before COVID came and got us. Um, and now I'm back. I headed to Chami. He's like an EDM DJ. Um, this is my second time seeing him. It's definitely interesting because I do love electronic dance music, but I like some words involved in the action. And, um, Chami is very just beats. There's not many words. So it's not like you can sing along. It's not like Zed where you know clarity, you know all the words, you can sing along. Chami's definitely his own person. Um, (laughs) He just plays music. And it was great music, a lot of fun, was pretty drunk. Um, Spent a fortune between the ticket. We got a little party bus, which, you know, I always say party bus is the only way to live. Once I'm rich enough, I don't plan to travel any other way. But by party bus, um, I'm going to have a driver, party bus, music, maybe even pay people to hang out with me just so I can fill the party bus. Um, but it'll definitely be the only means of transportation I partake in um, because it's the only way to live. Um, it's epic. Um, music's blaring. Lights. Um, this one was also very spacious. It was very wide. It was a Mercedes Benz. It had a turlet um, equipped on the bus. So that was a plus. Um, everybody was peeing beforehand. Um, but yes, a fortune spent between that and then vodka sodas were $10, um, which is stupendous. And the bartenders are pretty feisty people. If you ever go to echo stage, they are some characters. 
um, very feisty, very, very intense in what they do. I guess when you bartend at a real place, you have to be that way. But all around, fantastic time. Uh, I was on my feet for five hours from 10 a from 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. when the concert concluded, because I'm a big rave guy. They they stay late. It was it was it was by 2:30. I'd say I was ready to go, and that last half hour was tough. Started drinking water. The headaches started rolling in, and I was done. I I danced my my tush off for long enough. Three DJs, um, five hours, two one hour there and back in the in the thing. It was a long day. So today has definitely just been recovery mode. Um, the classic Chipotle, big old bowl, side tortilla, make a burrito, save the rest for lunch tomorrow because that's how we roll. Um, and then just lay around all day and do absolutely nothing because I literally did not get into bed until 4.45 a.m. Um, the birds were chirping. It was, it, was, it was a long day, but definitely worth it. Definitely great to be back at a concert. Um, Pfizer. I always say you're up because hella people, maybe two people in the whole place were wearing masks, bodies on bodies. I could barely breathe because I feel like all these people at the rave were very tall and I'm a very short person and I could not, I was like almost gasping for fresh air. I had to like put my head up towards the sky, gasping for air. Um, so it was just exhausting. My shirt was sopping wet. Um, it was incredible. So definitely great to be back. I am headed to another rave, not till November, but I might have to squeeze in another one because I'm just so addicted to the rave lifestyle. That's how I roll. Um, a lot of exciting things coming up this week. Um, the championships Wimbledon, as I mentioned earlier, starts today. That is the all, um, I don't want to say it's the, probably like the, the best of the major championships for tennis. And it's one of Serena's favorites and she performs her best. Um, if she was robbed from it last year because of COVID, wouldn't let her play. So we're we're jacked up to see some amazing tennis on the grass courts in England. Um, I'm gonna have to be watching. She, Serena doesn't play till tomorrow, Tuesday, but definitely gonna start watching today. A lot of great tennis to be played. Um, the only major that didn't get played last year because of COVID was this. So we're just jacked to see it back in action. Um, I, I I I'm so excited. I I can I can't even breathe. Um, I'm going to say Serena's going to win this one. Um, I always get nervous, and I never say that because I don't want to jinx it, but she's lost the last four finals. So there's really no there's no mojo, that, or there's no superstition anymore. Fuck it. I'm just going for it and saying she's winning. I'm going to watch every match. I'll get up at any hours of the evening or of the day, as I always do. But she's winning this one. I can feel it. Um, good mojo. She's going to have a tough, tough draw, but she can do it. Uh, I'm feeling great. Um, as long as she's fit, she's no injuries. It's going to be incredible. So I'll definitely be talking about that if she makes it through the fortnight, as we hope she will. So we're excited to see that. Um, so that that's basically it. And then below deck Mediterranean, my favorite show below deck, especially after living the yacht life starts tonight. So definitely got to watch that. Might be chatting about that if we get enough viewership because the below deck TV show is one of the best in the game and you have to get on board. There's so many great aspects to it, um, to see the rich, to see the poor, the, the workers, just to see everyone interact. It's an incredible show, so definitely watch that. As I said, we're keeping it short this week, so just some hot takes, and then actually two STDs of the week, just since we didn't get to it last week, and two things were really pissing me off this week. So 
Another great show as always, but another quick one as we head into the holiday weekend um, and another hot week heading. So stay cool, stay safe. Let's get it rolling, rolling. So for our STDs of the week, um, as I was prepping for my rave yesterday, um, well, two days ago now, um, on Saturday, we were scheduling some Ubers and I was informed by my good friend, Marmik, who I've mentioned about on the show probably before. Um, some of you may know her great gal, but last weekend she was using Uber and she Ubered home. She was dog sitting blah, 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 probably sharing too much. But anyway, back to Uber. She later must have not been wearing her mask all the way home. They were intoxicated. It was a long day of drinking, um, lots of factors. But anyway, she must have not worn her mask home on the, on the Uber home. So the driver must have reported her. So now, every time she is in an Uber or schedules an Uber, she has to take a picture of herself wearing a mask so that she can then schedule the ride. And I just think that's absolutely stupendously ridiculous. And I think Uber has earned its spot for SED of the week because you can't make people take pictures of themselves in an Uber just, just because they made one mistake. Um, I think that's going a little too far. I think it's a little invasive. I think maybe give them a little slap on the wrist and say, hey, you didn't wear your mask, but let's remember, blah, blah, blah. And if it happens again and again, then maybe take the picture. But a one-time offense, then make someone take a picture every time they schedule an Uber to then be sent off to people to look at it. I think that's a bit much. Um, you talk about privacy. You talk about everything else. I think that's bullshit. Um, so Uber, settle down. Settle your tits. Um, as long We're vaccinated, so we really don't even have to wear one. So I don't know why you're making us wear one. Um, and then to go overboard and make someone take a picture is absolutely ridiculous. So maybe this week use some lift, use a lift because maybe they wouldn't make us do that. And maybe they would, but I haven't heard of any stories about lift. And right now we're pissed at Uber. So, uh, fuck Uber, tell them to stop the pussification of America because we are standing strong as we head into the 4th of July. Um, we're vax, we're partying, um, July 1st, we're throwing a little bonfire, throwing the mass in there, JK, um, that would be bad for the environment. Um, see, look, see how in the middle I am. I'm so good. Um, I can I can shade some people, but then I can care about the environment. So definitely um, staying staying safe. But yes, Uber, fuck you. Um, that's not how we roll. Uh, next STD of the week, as I mentioned, there would be two. I even think Tristan Thompson has been an STD of the week before. I'm not sure, um, but if this is his second time, boy has he earned it. If it's his first time, boy has he earned it. Um, Tristan Thompson is Khloe Kardashian's baby daddy, and that's about all he is. He's not a good person. He's not a good boyfriend. Um, he's cheated on her thrice, um, and has gotten away with it twice. So let's hope she has learned the thrice time to send him on his merry way. She got a beautiful daughter from him. Um, just be happy with that. Don't make it work. We've, we've seen Khloe get smacked in the face by multiple men, multiple different times. And she has got to just find some, she's just got to find a normal, maybe like an accountant or like someone that works for like T. Rowe Price, some Joe Schmo in the office job to marry because these basketball players are not going to work anymore. They clearly have wronged her thrice too many times. Thrice, I think might be my word of the week. It's really fun to say. Um, 
but it's got to stop. Send Tristan packing. Cut him out of your life. Um, have a cordial relationship because he's the baby father. But that's about it. Um, he's the SC of the week. He's cheated again. Um, I mean, I, I can't even imagine moving on after the first time. And then the second time when it was with the best friend of the family. And now it's just a three-way at a public house. And then he has the nerve to post about her birthday on Instagram. Because Sunday, yesterday, was Khloe Kardashian's birthday. And he still had the nerve to be like, love you. You're the best thing. You're the rock to this family. Shut the fuck up. You are a pussy to then think you can make her birthday about yourself again after you've already wronged her. It's it's cynical. It's messed up. He is a fucking pussy. Watching him on Keeping Up with the Kardashians this year was hard to watch. He was so cringeworthy. He brought nothing to the show. Um, he acted like a baby. You could tell he was kissing ass to get back in everyone's good graces. And nobody bought it uh, except the Kardashians because they, they buy that shit. But no real viewer bought that shit. So he has earned an SD of the week. And he's kind of like the worst of them all, I'd say. He might not have any redemption left. Um, so those are the SCDs of the week. All right, up next, last but not least, our hot takes of the week. We always keep them hot. We keep them fresh. We keep them controversial. Uh, we keep you updated on anything that might be heading your way in the social media, in the pop culture, in the sports world, whatever is going on. We gotcha with um, our hot takes, or even just how I'm feeling that week. Um, up, up first, hot take is as I'm watching the Olympic trials, um, the diving. My first hot take related to the trials is I want to be an Olympic diver before I pass away, um, because I just think it's the coolest thing. The you you just you get an adrenaline rush, and all you got to do is jump off a board. You just got to get rock solid abs and look like a toothpick, but I, I could do that. I could, I could fight for it. Um, it just seems like such a fun thing rather than swimming all that e effort. You just get to jump and, and then you, you, f you come out of the water feeling just alive. Anything Olympics is, is exciting, but the, the swimming, the, the, the diving, I mean, just seems so electric. So I, I definitely want to get into that. But today as a part of my lazy day, as I mentioned, I was watching a bit of the gymnastic trials and all the parents are there, of course. <sighs> That's one of the best parts of the Olympics, which is what I'm getting to with this hot take, is I heard as I was listening that the parents aren't allowed to go to Tokyo for the Olympics, which is it, is it going to be even be worth it to watch the Olympics without the parents? Because if you think about it, the sports are good. You see it's exciting. But after that Olympian wins the gold or anything great happens, cut to the parent crying. And then you start to cry. And then everybody in the room starts to cry that's watching. And then that's that's what the Olympics are about is the parents. That's what it comes down to. I mean, that's why I love Debbie Phelps because, yeah, Mike, Michael Phelps could win a gold, but then cut to Debbie and the family crying and cheering. That's what we remember. That's what I remember. That's why we love Debbie. And then to hear the parents can't go to Tokyo – what the hell's the point of watching the Olympics with no parents? Um, hot take, they're not going to be worth it. It's not going to be worth it to watch just Joe Schmo and their teammates cheering for him because, let's be real, the, the teammates don't really care. They just have to fake cheer for each other for, for show and act like everybody loves everybody. But that's bullshit. Um, the, the real people that care are the parents. And then we're not going to get to see that. 
we're not going to get to see Debbie Phelps ask emotions on the TV. I don't know if it's worth it for me. And then I just found out, of course, Serena's pulling out of the Olympics. <sighs> I don't even know why, but that's another story. But anyway, hot take. Are the Olympics going to be good without parents? I don't know. I think that's kind of the highlight for me, maybe for some other people. I think there'll still be some feel-good moments. But, I mean, I can adjust to virtual this, virtual that. Maybe no um, opening ceremony with the thousand different countries and every flag, every Olympian. I could deal with that. I don't need that shit. But I need the parents. I need the emotion. And um, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to move on from this for the 2021 Olympics. Well, actually, they're still calling them the 2020 Olympics, which I think is hysterical. Um, But anyway, I'm worried for the Olympics. I hope they can get their shit together and it's still entertaining. But, I mean, no family members is that? That's what the Olympics are about. So we'll see. Um, Next up, as we head into summertime, a lot of people are loving their brewmates. And the brewmate, if if you're not aware, is what you put the White Claw or the the can in, your beer can in. And it's kind of like a koozie, but it's it's more secure and it's, it's made out of hard plastic, I guess. And it's I don't know. It's it's kind of like a koozie, but more secure and it's supposed to keep it cold. Everybody loves their brewmate. I mean, they got the colors, they got the patterns, they got the flowers, they got the cheetah. There's the matte black. There's the matte color. There's the regular color. Um, there's you get your name on it, like uh, Susie. You get your name Susie on there, and it's become this craze. It was last summer it started, maybe even the summer before. My sister was like a brewmate dealer for Christ's sake. She probably had about ten in her room. And she took them all down to the beach and would just throw them out on the beach because everybody got a brewmate. And I have to say, I never jumped on board. And I stand by that. I don't like brewmates. I think, first of all, I drank my my White Claws far too fast to even think about putting them in one of those things because they're already going to be cold. I mean, they're not getting warm when I drink them in five minutes. So I swig those things down. And and I, I just don't think they're worth it. And then... Another thing is with the brewmates is you can never tell when you're truly done the drink. Like if someone's like, oh, you need another one and you you lift up your your thing, your brewmate, and you're like, "Ah, I should be good for a little while because it feels heavy. But really, one more swig and that thing's empty. And then you miss your opportunity to sit your ass down in the beach chair and let somebody else get you a white claw because you thought you had a lot left. And then curveball, you're, you're empty. And I think that's what really uh, pisses me off about the brewmate. Um, it's a it's a mind fuckery, and it's not right. And when I'm done my drink, I want to know I'm done my drink with the feel. And uh, when I have the brewmate on, I I can't feel that. And then I just think it's too expensive. I mean, these things are like sixty bucks, and are they really worth it? I don't know. My sister's got this one that like is a brewmate, but then you can pour it, turns into a regular cup, and then it's versatile with different sizes, and then it's got the cooler at the bottom. It's it's a crazy thing, and she's got probably three or four that she spends all this money on, and um, I just think they're crazy. I'd rather just get a Yeti, and I like to make my own beach cocktail, which has got me in a little trouble, which is I pour a whole White Claw, a splash of vodka, some ice, and a lemon and a lime, and you got the perfect cocktail. It's a little stronger than a, a White Claw, but it's it's not that deathly like a vodka soda. Um, but they sneak up on you. So that's what I'd rather do compared to spending too much money on a brewmate and um, you lose it, you get in the sand. Every, but, um, I mean, my beach crew loves their brewmates, and I just don't think they're worth it. Um, 
like I said, I poured into a cup and I drink too fast. So leave the roommates at home this summer and just drink out of the can and call it a day and enjoy the beach with family and friends. Um, next up, I wanted to address this last week, but then we went a little overboard and didn't do hot takes. Um, and this is the self-care debate I had with my coworkers at my daytime job. Um, and it all started because one of the ladies in the room was heading to get their nails done and somehow it got brought up. I don't know exactly, but it was all about self-care. And she claimed that getting your hair done, going to the hair salon and nail salon is not self-care because it's a routine. It's a part of what she has to do. And she said, oh, because she also was going to get a facial. So she was getting a facial and that was considered her self-care, but not the hair salon or the nail salon. And I disagreed. I said, no, I think the hair and the nails are still self-care. And then facials and massages are just a different level of self-care because it's just, it, that's more pampering. But when girls go to the nail salon, I imagine they hobnob, they chat a bit, um, they they you know, they go with their friends most of the time. That's what my sister does. So that's what I was basing it off of. And I think that's self-care. Um, you're getting your nails done. When I guess when you get your nails done, you feel good. When your hair's done right, it's the right color, it's the right cut, you feel good, self-care. Um, so that, that was my um, consideration of it. And she said, no, it's just, just the massage and the facial. And I said, no, it's just different levels, different spectrums of self-care. Um, so I had to clarify that cause it was a poll on the Instagram. That's why we always say to follow us on Instagram because we do a lot of fun polls, posts about what uh, we've talked about, posts about what we may talk about in the future. Um, so always follow us on Instagram at straight to voicemail pod. Um, but the self care, I mean, I think nails and hair self care, you spend money on it. Yes. You may think you have to do it, but you still choose to do it. It's not a requirement and then you feel good after. So I, I can say that self care. Um, anyone that disagrees, I uh, respect your opinion. It was definitely 50, 50 at work. The poll on, um, Instagram was not so 50, 50. Um, it wound up being far more people thinking that it was self care to get the nails done. Let me look and see if I can find the exact number. Yeah. So it was actually 43 that considered it self care to eight that said no. Um, so it was kind of a landslide on the Instagram poll. And it wasn't like it was all guys that said one way and all girls that said another. It was very mixed. Um, so I think it was an accurate depiction that I won. Apologies to my boss if you're listening, but that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Um, and the truth hurts, as Lizzo says. So on to uh, another hot take. I was just, again, a lot of it has to do with what I watched today because I was lazy. Um, Impractical Jokers. Um, I had a little Impractical joke. In practical jokers phase of my day and that is just the funniest damn show in the world it makes me literally laugh out loud proper belly laugh hardcore laugh it's it's an amazing show so even even their current episodes are still funny so they're keeping themselves current excuse me which we love to see last hot take um the virtual uh spelling bee was absolutely entertaining today and I don't know if there's more to come before the live finale of the spelling. What's it called? The Sparks Selling Spelling Bee. 
no, the Scripps, the Scripps National Spelling V. Um, I didn't write, I can't believe I forgot that, but it was on the TV today. It was a virtual um, semifinals with all the kids and the go-to guy that says the, the, the word and the definition and this is that. Um, they have literally like an announcer's table that la hot that like live update while the spelling bee is going on, which I don't even know how somebody has the energy or the, the, I don't know how you find anything entertaining enough about a spelling bee to be the announcer. They're like, Oh, Oh, I think she might know this one, John. I, I think she knows the language of origin. She, she might have a good idea on this one. And then if like they don't get it, they were like, oh, she was close, but uh, no cigar, no cigar today, John. Like the, they're literally announcers. How fucking shitty to be an announcer for the spelling bee. It's like, oh, I work for ESPN. Oh, what sports do you cover? Oh, the spelling bee. Like what a what a kick in the balls that is. I would cry myself to sleep if I were that idiot that had to be the announcer for a spelling bee. Granted, they're making more money than me, but still. We got to talk a little shit about them because that's crazy. I'd be like, I worked my whole life to be a journalist to watch damn spelling bees and make some money um, um, when they're true passion sports. So I thought that was a hysterical aspect of it. The kids are absolutely wild. I mean, I think you have to kind of watch it and play maybe a drinking game where if you cringe, you take a drink because it's some of the cringiest television in the world. They're at home virtually. They're trying I mean, they don't have social skills as it is to, to interact in person. And then they're over Zoom trying to interact. And it's just some of the cringiest television in the world. Um, but I, I mean, they, they, they have to ask, they ask for the language of Oregon. Oregon, for my God, language of origin, maybe five times. This poor guy's like, oh, yeah, yeah, language of origin. And he's already said it. But they asked for it four times. He's like, Latin. Every time is fucking Latin. Everything's from Latin, okay? And then they, he reads them a sentence and the guy reads like a, it's, he reads like tries to be funny sentences and these kids have zero reaction. They're just oblivious to the fact that he's trying to like make a little joke. They're so, I get it cause they're focused. Um, I mean, these kids granted probably have more knowledge in their left nut than I have in my entire body, but that's a different story, but it's just hard to watch, but it's man, is it entertaining? And the thing that pisses me off this year is they usually put the right word up on the screen. But this year they made you have four choices because people were voting along as the show went on. So you didn't even know which one was right at first until you heard the ding, which the ding means you're wrong and you, you got to go. Um, this poor little girl, she was hyperventilating before her word and then she got it wrong and she nearly cried. And that was hard to watch, but that's part of the excitement, um, watching these little kids crumble. Uh, let's be honest. We don't watch. I mean, the amount of times people win is just one kid that wins at the end. What we like to see is their faces when they get it wrong and they're all sad. And it's like, ah, damn, that's sad. But then it's like, ah, who really cares? Like, you know, it's that type of thing. But the virtual spelling bee, I will say very entertaining. Um, I, I can't imagine, again, announcing for it. I can't imagine making it my life. But for the 20 minutes I spent watching it, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then that was it. Like it had to be done. I couldn't watch anymore because it was, it was just cringy. You know, it's, it's hard to watch. So if you want some good, hard to watch television for a little bit, I suggest you watch it. 
Um, and there's a lot of funny things if you want to make a drinking game. As I said, the finale is on July 8th, and that one's in person. So that could heat up a bit once the kids fly their way into town. Let's hope the parents get to come for that one. Because that's another one where you love to see the parents that care more about the spelling bee than the kids. Um, these poor kids are probably paddled to death in their hands until they get a word right. And then when they get it wrong, the parents just lose their minds. So that's definitely entertaining. We'll be on the lookout on July 8th, as I mentioned, for the finale of the Scripps spelling bee, not the whatever I said earlier. But that is the end of the hot takes, which means we've reached the end of this week's episode of Straight to Voicemail with Sammy C., um, I appreciate you listening out. Hopefully we'll get some good guests coming up as always. Um, Jacob was a treat. Hopefully we'll find some more people that are willing to share their story and hit us with some insight. Um, but I can feel that first celebrity guest coming sooner than later. I just feel it in my bones, but we're working on that as always. Um, the merch is kind of on shell on, on hold, but I, I'm just too nervous to launch merch, but I'm working on it. I'll figure something out. Um, but anyway, if I, you don't hear from me, have a great fourth. If you do, then I'll be able to give you a more accurate holiday wish as we inch closer. Follow us on social media, rate us, um, maybe even click that Spotify link and support us financially. Whatever you want to do, no shame in my game. Um, I'm putting a lot of effort into this. I'd like some payback, so buck the fuck up. Um, JK. But anyway, send that shit, as always, straight to voicemail. Stay away from those sexually transmitted diseases and always turn towards STV. Straight to voicemail with Sammy C. See ya.